Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Film Critters Processes. Film Critters Processes. Uh, I am Baru. And I am Jay Bearhat. Yay. Yay. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Venom. Yeah, we saw Venom. We went and saw Venom in IMAX, so Venom was real big and coming right at us. <laughs> it was a very large screen. It was not 3D, unfortunately, so we did not get to see, like, whatever bullshit 3D yeah. effects they tossed onto that movie. Although I would say maybe the best part of the movie is uh, before the movie even started, where there was a commercial where it was, like, all of these flyover drone shots of Seattle, and they were like, Seattle, a place of innovation. <laughs> and then there's just, like, the weird dissonant voices just naming, like, Seattle. Yeah. Like, this is, like, there's, like Boeing. This, <laughs> Amazon. This weird ASMR video happens where, like, people just say the names of companies that are uh, ruining your entire fucking life. Someone would just be like, Microsoft. Microsoft. Amazon. Amazon. But they're, like, they're, like, literally, like, Stereoed, like they're stereoed, so like they'll sound like they're coming from like all over the place. Yeah, it's freaky. It's sort of like a scene in a movie when a person's having like a dissociative like breakdown, and like all the voices start becoming really sharp and like really in the left <laughs> and like right speakers and stuff. But right. it's people saying the names of brands. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Venom was, um, big and dumb. Big and dumb. Yeah, that's big a really good. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of expecting it because it was a film I noticed, like, when it came out super critically, like, hated. So I was like, yeah. oh, this movie's probably going to bomb. And then I started seeing more and more talking about it. And not just horny furries. <laughs> um, and so people were like, this movie's actually, like, really fun. The critics don't know what they're talking about. And not to, like, South Park it, but, like, they're both right. The movie is dumb. <laughs> but it is yeah. big and it is fun. I was noticing as I was watching it, just kind of like, yep, I've seen this scene before, I've seen this scene before, I've seen this scene before, with different characters kind of palette swapped and different like dialogue and different you know, whatever, but like it it you know, you you understand what you're getting. You're you're eating junk food and it's it's honestly really really like as junk food goes it's incredible this is yeah this is the like you know like fear transformers is like the 7-eleven impulse buy <laughs> venom is the like you walked like half a mile because you're drunk but there's like one thing at 7-eleven you yeah. really want yeah and it's, it's there 7-eleven <laughs> is like those weird like uh the like nori pretzels and like the 7-up whiteout or whatever yeah and like um i really like the the like little buffalo chicken uh, sticks that they have on the little rolling yeah, thing. Like, those oh are God. really good. Venom is that. <laughs> Where it's not good, and like you're probably going to like digest it very quickly. <laughs> yeah. But it's exactly what you wanted. I did remember, um, it kind of cycled my brain a little bit, and I, d I did remember that I kind of like liked Venom when I was a kid. Really? I, yeah, it turns out, like, I, I I thought that Venom and, like, Carnage and kind of all of those arcs in Spider-Man were kind of really interesting, especially as they, I mean, like, the thing that they maybe are setting up is that there's going to be a movie where kind of Spider-Man gets corrupted, which, um, cool, uh, excited for that to be a possibility, um, because that, that was a, I remember, I seem to remember that being a huge arc in the Yeah, comics. yeah, no, that's, that's a big thing is that, uh. Uh, I forget, he has a name, I forget what it was. I was, like, I was, like, actually a Spider-Man kid when I was a kid. Right. I remember seeing the, uh, the Sam Raimi one in theaters, because it came out on my birthday, and I was, like, 11, and, like, really into Spider-Man, so I was like, I gotta go see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know, like, if I remember correctly, that was, like, a, that was a plot point, is, like, at some point, uh, Spider-Man gets this, the symbiote. Uh, I actually think Eddie Brock is, like, the second or third person to get it. Like, in the film, they, they, they show, like, J. Jonah Jameson Jr., 
uh, like getting it briefly, which if I remember has like way more of an arc in the cartoon and in the mm. comic. Yeah, that would make sense. Because uh, there's like a whole motivation there where like J. Jonah Jameson is like upset because the sun got uh, corrupted and like Spider-Man killed him or whatever. But in this one, he just like fucking dies like immediately. Yeah, almost immediately. <laughs> he like crashes. He's still alive. And then Venom like crashes the ambulance that he's in. And it's like, well, bye. Yeah, but there's this sort of B-plot in the movie that's kind of very silly where it's just like the... They they sort of like land in Malaysia and then they're kind of like making their way. It, it, it's it's like I think it's it's not Carnage. It's Riot. Oh, yeah, it's Riot. I, Riot is the like they one fake of the you out, making you think that's going to be who Venom is, and then it's yeah. like, no, that's actually the bad guy, which is why he then like takes over like a twelve year old girl, and that's like that scene was weird to me because like you show him going. Uh, towards the 12-year-old girl, and then later you see him, like, the 12-year-old girl walking out of the airport, but she's, like, unaccompanied. Yeah. And she had a mother. And she has this, like, kind of messed up looking makeup. Um, yeah. But it's yeah. just, like, I remember seeing that scene, I'm like, so did, like, he kill the mom, and then the kid just got on the plane by herself? Because, like, this kid had a mom in the previous scene that we saw her. And, yeah. uh, and like, I'm assuming he took over the girl in a way where, like, people wouldn't notice, and so did the mom just be like, oh, bye, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Go catch a cab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go go buy a go buy a heated pretzel, and uh, we'll we'll call it a day. Because like you can't even like bring nail clippers into an airport. I don't think you can like murder your mother and then just yeah. like walk away and not like have a like a panic. Do you happen. think the TSA chicks for like alien symbiotes? Um, I don't mean they don't run the kid through the. I can actually. Yeah. That is a question. Does the body scanner catch that the kid has a symbiote in it? Because I assume the body scanner hits that frequency that fucks them up. Ooh, yeah. There's there's some... Yeah, I don't know. Hey, you know? I do, it's a Marvel movie. I, I do like the part in the Marvel movie where they're like, how do we establish that he's weak to not just sound, but also fire? And they just have a scene where Venom says, also fire. <laughs> he's like, so sound is like his weakness? And then Venom just goes, also fire! Like, yeah. literally yells fire as that's well. Like, that's like one of their sort of allotted Joss Whedon moments in the movie, definitely. It's just, there, there's a lot of really cute writing, uh, especially between, like, Venom and Eddie Brock as they, like, kind of get to know each other. It becomes, like, this weird sort of, like, buddy cop movie. Yeah. Um, but it's also, but it's also cute. I think it's... <laughs> It's it's honestly like the best relationship, like the, the most, ironically, the most human like interaction writing in that film is between Venom and Eddie Yeah, it's like really... they, it's it definitely goes in the path of just like really suddenly Venom is like I like Earth because I like you, Eddie. But yeah. I like that they also kind of like undermine that by like no, the real reason is that Venom's actually like a fucking loser on his planet, <laughs> so he's like he doesn't actually have like great motivations here his motivations are basically just oh if i'm the only person on the planet i'm the strongest but if like my whole team comes i'm the fucking loser <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they, they there's this whole pot in the movie where they're kind of just like yeah the symbiotes have to sort of perfectly mesh with the body of their host um so like riot who's like a really really effective like symbiote and who has, like, a lot of really kind of advanced weaponry, which I didn't really get. Like He has, like, spears. He has, like, spears, and he has, like, a flail. It, it's kind of, I don't know, it's like seems like the same shit to me. But, uh, so, like, Riot being, like, a really effective symbiote who kind of ends up being in the host body of Elon Musk. Yeah, there's, there's an Elon Musk-esque character who's maybe actually in the comics, but I don't care enough. Yeah. He's just no, Elon he's, Musk. He's just, he's very an un- it's it's whatever he's just a bad guy character he's really whatever 
Tom Hardy, though, um, just the idea of, like, a loser alien inside the host of a loser podcast dude yeah like a joe rogan <laughs> a, a, a washed up joe rogan that's actually so let's go to the joe rogan part of the film uh i still the biggest unbelievable point in the film to me is that a reporter whose main gimmick is taking down the big bad guys and just doing like very dickish interviews would not upon being fired immediately have a three million dollar patreon right <laughs> like what fucking world like because marvel sort of approximates toward like a 2018 world and then they kind of don't get it yeah like that and like it's weird because i feel like that would have still established him as like a loser and stuff is because like yeah. he'd be like Oh, I have to make reports now instead of appealing to like corporate. I'm appealing to like mass interest and stuff. And so like I have to do these like stupid exposés. I don't care about as much because my exposés about um traffic or whatever yeah. are, are like not as appreciated. But it's like they show him like to establish when he was cool. He's like doing like reports on like bodies about how this like the San Francisco Police Department doesn't care about people, which is yeah. true by the way. That actually is true. Um <laughs> Yeah. It's just, like, all these, like, really, like, hard-hitting, like, very Alex Jonesy, Joe Rogan, like, expose, like, exploitative, like, schlock. Um, oh, yeah. But it, you're supposed to get that he's, like, an actually good journalist. And then he gets fired, and he just, like, he's, like, quits. <laughs> he just, like, stops doing anything. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, not like he's, like, an obscure, like, like Washington Post. Like, I have, like, a really successful New York Times bestseller, but no one else knows what I write journalist. People, like, recognize him on the street and at bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this guy he this guy's just looks over him looks over at him at the bar and he's just like aren't you eddie brock and he's like i used to be yeah. and it's like no like in real life this man would absolutely fail upward yeah no but, he, he he would get fired immediately post like do a do a periscope on like twitter about it while he's being escorted yeah. out of the building yeah he'd do the fucking baked alaska thing where he stands in a parking lot of an in and out spinning in a circle for 30 minutes yelling at people <laughs> and he would have a million dollars in patreon money <laughs> yeah absolutely just day one um the thing that really really made this movie incredible was his um his transformation from joe rogan to charlie kelly yeah we like halfway through the film, I was just like, because at the start we're like, okay, he's like a Joe Rogan type, and like halfway through the film, he's like entering like a fancy restaurant, and he's like sweating, and he's like, is anyone else hot here? Is anyone else hot here? Is anyone else hot here? Oh, it's so hungry, and he like eats a lobster, he's like, oh, it's dead, and throws it, and then he just climbs into the lobster bed, and he's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, and he's like, the whole film, he's just wearing like sweaty, gross, stained <laughs> sweatshirts. Yeah, it's like thirty minutes of Joe Rogan like eating like frozen tater tots that he hasn't even that he hasn't even cooked like straight out of the bag um and pulling then he, rotting chicken out of the yeah. garbage and being like yeah eating it and then immediately vomiting yeah <laughs> um and then and then like he just kind of acts crazy and walks into like sort of like downtown san francisco-y places where they're like nice restaurants and like had nice ornate lobbies and he just kind of acts wild he, it's literally just like once he gets venom in him, he just turns into Charlie Day. Yeah. Like, the exact same level of mannerisms and just, like, goofy comedy where, like, the whole bit is just him making people as uncomfortable as possible <laughs> through just being disgusting and oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> and driven by, like, literally the most, like, lowest hierarchy of Maslow's <laughs> needs. Yeah. So, I... I... 
absolutely highly recommend it if only if only for that experience of just watching Tom Hardy pull some Charlie Kelly shit. Like it, it's so it's so much fun and the arc of him like kind of you know the the arc of him kind of like meeting Venom and kind of gaining back control of his body and all of this stuff is like really it feels effectively done to me and it feels fun in a way that it should be and I think that most of that is on Tom Hardy for just doing a fucking great job. <laughs> yeah, no, he he played it really well. The uh, the end scene, which was entirely just in the end of the movie, so that they could put it in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, was like really fucking stupid. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no. which which the part when like he stops the robber guy at the the convenience store and he's just yes. like a turd in the wind. I'm like, this whole scene was written to be in the trailer. Yeah, because it's literally tacked on after the movie has more or less ended. Yeah, it's like a payoff, but it's like a silly payoff that's like also kind of not very well considered. I don't know. It's like it's all over the place. I, Did he eat that guy? The guy? Just, yeah, he just eats him. The, he just totally the guy because, just disappears because it's right after the guy with Venom. Like that's a, that's another weird thing. The movie's like I think PG thirteen rated. So there's scene there's like multiple scenes where Venom eats people's heads or like rips limbs off, and you just don't see it the yeah. person just no clips out of existence <laughs> yeah. we get a pov shot of venom going like rar, and then it's tom hardy standing there and there's no signs of like anything that happened so it's just oh that guy's dead and he ate him and then he's like i got a parasite <laughs> and there's like a scene where like sexy girl venom bites a dude's head off and she goes like i just ate a head and i was like did you because you just kind of like grabbed a dude and then it like the guy just disappeared and none of us saw what happened <laughs> yeah um yeah, can we talk about Girl Venom for a second? That was... I, I like that Girl Venom is, like, eight feet tall. Yes, <laughs> that is a really, really good touch. Um, so, basically, Ed, Eddie Brock has a wife at the very beginning of the movie. Um, fiance. A fiance, yeah. actually. Because then that makes her taking the ring off and putting it down more dramatic, but yes. they don't have to follow up with legal proceedings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, he kind of, like, basically, they're like, hey... Eddie Brock, go interview this guy who's also technically paying your wife. And Eddie Brock interviews the guy and he, like, does all these hard-hitting questions just like, you kill people. And the guy's like, that's classified. Go away. And then he fires his wife and his wife was like, no. And it, 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 it's because, like, they assumed his wife gave the information to him, but he just, like, looked at her email because she just happened to get an email saying, like, hey, Elon Musk kills people. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Confidential. Here's, here's, here's the reports back on those dead pe on those murders. Yeah, which also, like, the, the thing about this movie is that the writing is dog shit. Like, yeah. the scene where he's in the office of the sort of, like, shady, like, guy that he works for, and he's, like, talking... There, he, The guy's like, where'd you get your sources? And Ed, Eddie Brock's like, I can't tell you where I got my sources. It's like, well, then what are you fucking doing in this business? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you... Um, so, yeah, Lady Lady Venom, uh, basically his fiance um, gets possessed by the symbiote. To, in order to find Eddie Brock again, basically. Yeah, it, yeah exactly, too. So, it's this weird thing where Lady Venom, like, kisses Eddie Brock and then they transfer the symbiote. And a lot of people don't really know how to take that. It's like she's like an eight foot tall, like, life, like, super sexy Venom. Yeah. Like, very, like, het normy concept of yeah, sexy. Yeah, I feel like they really split the difference between, like, freaks and people who just want to see, like, a tall, big, booby Venom. That's like, that's that scene is like the Venn diagram overlap where the guy who designed Bayonetta lives. <laughs> 
absolutely strongly agree um i think more so than that is like there's the fight scene at the end between uh venom and riot where at a certain point it's kind of like because these symbiotes are basically goo they kind of like mush together in a really weird way like and there's a lot of like peeling back of it to see elon musk and tom hardy underneath like like fighting each other like also physically it's a really like it's a weird scene, especially because to me, that is the, this is just like a slight tangent. One of the things I want to say in the film's like praise, especially one of the few big dumb action movies I've seen in a while that is visually coherent. And that scene is the only one where it isn't, but it makes sense because yeah. it's just goo fighting each other. But I was like, in all the chase scenes, I was like, oh, I can actually see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. There, there's not like a, a cut every three seconds to like gears moving around i don't know what the fuck is going on and by the yeah. end of it, it's just like woo. <laughs> the chase the chase scenes like they, they are they aren't up to my like personal standards of what a great chase scene is but i think that they really really up up to their game on just being good cinematographers and like be like the importance of an audience being able to kind of like make a fake san francisco in their head that like this sort of chase scene is going through you know like yeah it uh, the chase scenes by and large are really really good but that fight scene at the end was kind of a little bit of a mess yeah it's it's i get like what they're going for but it it, it felt like oh here's the transformers part of the film where it's yeah. just like you're not supposed to know what's going on you're just supposed to be getting beaten over the head by action yeah definitely um yeah i don't know were there any other parts that kind of stood out to you um oh yeah we talked about like the weird dynamic between him and his fiance. It's got that weird Hollywood writing thing where we're just supposed to just we're just supposed to believe that these characters like each other. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But there's nothing in the way they interact that actually says that. And like, there's the weird thing at the end where it's like Venom is like she has no idea we're gonna get back to each other. Like he's a little like incel voice of reason or something <laughs> in Eddie Brock's head. Uh, and it's just it's like there's literally no reason for her to like get back with Eddie Brock because he's still a loser and yeah. kind of insane now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and her boyfriend seems like chill. Like her new boyfriend seems like really nice guy. Yeah, but like, what that goo dick like though? What that? I mean, they didn't. What fuck. that goo do? What the goo do? That's oh, true. I mean, <laughs> but it could also be like the like the Doctor Manhattan thing, where it's just it's like you're like uh, I'm not yeah, really. You know, that's yeah. Like it's one thing to be like, oh, we can get freaky, but like you can't turn it off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly. Also, the, like the idea that he can like hide the fact that he's a symbiote. He's like, oh, like he's like, no, I don't have the symbiote. And she's like, she's just not gonna know. But like, they're still gonna be like out there doing things, and it's like. Okay, at some point, there's going to be a report, and she knows what a symbiote is. It's not like she's going to be like, huh, who's this dude who looks like Venom? (laughs) Maybe there is a fifth symbiote that we never saw, or maybe it's just Venom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I guess there's Carnage. Yes, so that's what I was... Yeah. Um, So at the end of the film... Or like so, like the preview for like you know here's what we're gonna here's where we're gonna go next because you know, I don't remember. Um, they show Tom Hardy going into like this sort of hyper secure cell area, um, and you see Woody Harrelson in like a Ronald McDonald wig. <laughs> yeah, it was real bad. That yeah. was... <laughs> and he's just doing his like usual Woody Harrelson voice, and he's like, 
when I get out of here, there's gonna be carnage. And, it's and, then, like, he, and then he winks at the camera, and yeah. then he goes, Venom 2, coming to... <laughs> yeah, and then because of the way that the, the rest of the movie explains things, um, they were like, so the next... Woody Harrelson looks into the camera and says, so the next Venom film is going to involve carnage, the enemy. Um, but Marvel... I'm using the word carnage as a noun here. To, yeah. To, to, foreshad- to, fo- to foreshadow that. <laughs> yeah, just to foreshadow, just... I, I liked when you pointed out to me how shitty the writing is in Marvel movies. It's just like, because uh, there's a part there's a part where Tom Hardy gets hit by a car and then Venom takes over and like his his leg is literally dislocated and then his leg gets located back into place because he's like a superhero thing now, and so Tom Hardy like jumps into the San Francisco Bay, jumps out of the San Francisco Bay onto like a buoy or whatever, um, and is just like, oh, my leg is fine. I'm fine from that car crash. <laughs> What happened? And Venom's like, oh, I did it. Even though, like, they've already shown that Venom can do this, like, yeah. dozens of times It's well established. Point. They, uh, it, I feel like they're very purposefully going back into, like, a, a decently written script and just being like, no. We gotta explain this part. We gotta so explain how did, it. How did, he, how did he get his leg fixed? What if the audience went out to get a popcorn and they come back and they're like, wait, that leg was broken. Yeah. And then they go on the IMDb and they're like, continuity error. Yeah. I, I cry I cry tears for the uh, for the writers and directors and artists who get put on Marvel projects because it seems like a really I feel like it's like I feel like that's the biggest problem that I have with the Marvel Cinematic Universe besides the fact that all of the movies are bad and um, except for Venom, Venom Venom isn't part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe it really it isn't uh, no it's not it's not gonna be can it's not gonna be a canon part of it because they would have to connect it somehow and i guess they don't want to do that effort also because i think spider-man in the marvel cinematic universe is like in high school hmm. so eddie brock would have to be like and but like eddie brock and peter parker are like supposed to be kind of the I same mean, they've, age. Been, they've been doing this marvel cinematic universe shit for years and years and years now i think at this point it's kind of like i don't know uh, i don't know well i mean I, we'll see I, i'm not i'm not holding my breath i think they're i think they could just be like Ah, we were just kidding. We were just kidding. <laughs> Here know? he is. Ah, we wanted we wanted to make sure the movie wasn't gonna flop first. Here he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they wanted to see people's reactions, I guess. Or but like out. a but like that sort of writing dynamic of just we're gonna constantly explain everything. I feel like has infected like other movies. Yeah. And it's not in a like movies are getting dumbed down, but it's in a like because of like the way nerds interact with films, they can't just like not have something be explained unless yeah. it's supposed to be a like makes you think so that people can make youtube videos that are like uh babadook explained i wonder i wonder if that's had an effect on like the writing process for... I, I think it absolutely has because it, it feels consistently like these like movies are really bad at leaving things up to ambiguity or up to subtlety or just showing you something yeah. and not having a character explain it that fucking sucks y'all movies are craft yeah no like i there i love when i can just like think about a movie or any sort of piece of work and try to tease it out and not that like it's the annihilation problem where it's like people are talking about what a like vague and cool and mysterious film it was but then i saw it and it's like they beat you over the head about what this movie is about <laughs> they literally they say it into have the camera. a character say oh it's like cancer <laughs> yeah like ugh. i don't know i i think i think I don't know. There's there's room for all comers. I I have my qualms about like the I guess reading level of 
the the YouTube explained of movies. Yeah. Of, of movies. Yeah. And it's like there's definitely times where like I'll I'll pull up a YouTube explained video, but it's usually just because it's something I like didn't pay too much attention to. So I'm like, oh, I probably missed a scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's like usually because it's work that it's like I don't think is gonna be that smart. I, I recently watched. Uh, all of Castle Rock, which is the Stephen King expanded universe TV show on Hulu. Oh yeah, uh, and there was definitely some scenes that like I had missed, so I was like, I don't want to like go back and rewatch and try to figure out where I missed those. So I just like <laughs> looked up exp- explanation articles, and I like, and it was as soon as I got to the scene, like, if you remember this scene, I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. I don't, I, I didn't need you <laughs> I, to explain it to me. I just needed to know like what scene was I like cooking and like yeah. missed something because I wasn't looking at that screen at the at that moment. Damn, I wonder if I, I wonder if it's just an attention span thing that people just like people don't actually give a shit about those videos. They're just like, what happened in that movie? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen explanation videos for films that are like have no depth at all to them. Oh, yeah. So it's like they're just cranking those out. Like any any horror film, if you look up blank explained, there will be a video literally just describing the ending of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Venom ending explained. Ending ending explained. Who was that guy in the cage? Who was he? Who could he have possibly been? Well, if you study this scene, you will notice <sighs> what happened to the scientist lady with the uh, the black hair and updo and the kind of cool glasses. Why was her dead body on the floor in one scene? Why? What could that possibly Actually, mean? Actually, real question: Why did she agree to a meeting with Elon Musk in the specimen room? <laughs> Their quarantine like proceedings were. Just... <laughs> he just walks out of like a dead body with a symbiote there. Wa- goes in with no protection, walks out, and leaves the door open. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you let it die, and I'm mad about that. And it's like, you don't know <laughs> anything about this species. <laughs> the funniest part of the whole fucking movie to me was when... Um, so, like, yeah, we were talking about that little, like, where uh, Riot kind of makes this weird journey through Malaysia, and then there's this 12-year-old girl. And then, like, there's, like, so few steps in that process that the 12-year-old girl just shows up in Elon Musk's lab and just kind of somehow breaks in. Yeah. And then, like, infects Elon Musk. It, it like, I, I feel like you could have had, like, more of a Rube Goldberg machine situation there, but, like, I don't, like, this, their security is dog shit. Yeah, it was, that was an extremely comics moment of just, like, character gets here somehow. Or, like, even the Malaysian woman who gets to the airport, it's like, how did she get into the airport? I don't think she has a ticket. She doesn't look like, like, where is this airport? Because it's not in Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, it, that was, God, I don't know. It, it was, it was all over the place, but. Also, even just, like, why did the symbiote jump from, like, an extremely healthy, like, ambulance woman who seemed to be doing well to, like, an extremely old, sick woman? Yeah, actually. <laughs> like, that was the thing I didn't understand. I was like, your current host seems to be doing fine, and you basically just killed anybody who, like, could have identified you. Yeah. You can just keep going. I feel like, like, the kind of double reasoning of that is, like, okay, you killed people, and maybe you don't want to be recognized. I guess uh, there's, like, if it's not finding, like, a, a host that's doing well, it's like, okay, I gotta, yeah. like, jump. But, like, the time span in which it has to jump seems to be just arbitrary and yeah like exactly like i think it was just like not even just a rube goldberg thing i think it would have been cool if it's just every time we saw him he was in a different host yeah and so like the scene would play out in terms of like you trying to figure out like okay which one is the host like, it would have been a way more fun like body snatchers thing yeah because then like by the end when he shows up there like if it's like oh he's like a scientist who works here and like this is what happens you wouldn't question it because they'd be like he probably, like, came into San Francisco and, like, yeah. tracked this a dude down who works there. Like, fucking whatever. Like, I don't need to see his whole journey. But I do want to know how a 12-year-old girl got off of a plane, 
and just broke into his lab (laughs) (laughs) unaccompanied. Yeah, I I, I would love to know that. I I would have loved if they also played with the... um... Played with the plot element more of how, like, the symbiotes kind of actually kill their hosts a little bit. Or or rather, like, if there isn't symbiosis, it's kind of, it, they kind of just kill, like, their organs one by one. Yeah. And so there was a part where, like, Eddie Brock's character kind of, uh, it's like his heart has completely atrophied, but the symbiote being inside of him is, like, keeping him alive. And, is, like, Venom's just like, no, 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 I can fix it, I can fix it. Um... Which, they don't really talk about it again. That's that's one of those things that they don't... So, my gleaning of that, given everything that they... All the pieces they give you, and they probably didn't think about it too much, but my gleaning of that was that the idea is that, like, if they're not feeding, they start to feed on their host's body. Yeah. Um, oh, that makes sense. And so, like, that was part of them not being in perfect sync, was that, like, Eddie was stopping him from eating people, and so his... He was basically feeding off of Eddie's body. So he was like, no, 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 no I can fix it. was like, no, 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 no. I was just a little hungry. <laughs> I just ate a little bit of your heart, but I, I, I can, like, fix it. I just need to get, like, something else in me. But I was, like, a little hungry, and, like, your heart was looking like a tatinous pizza roll. <laughs> <laughs> your heart was looking like a snack. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fun movie. Yeah, really big, dumb, fun movie. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you just want to go see a big, dumb, fun, loud movie uh, yep. with lots of noise okay. and weird sexual undertones yeah and a cute boy cute boy and, who, uh, who plays a drooling dumbass who does like the youtube things where they just like eat a bunch of food oh mukbang mukbang yeah, yeah. Tom he Hardy does like mukbang the mukbang like, stuff in that movie great in this film um yeah i i can't recommend it enough tom hardy's great in it um tom hardy's kind of the backbone of the movie <laughs> yeah he really he really is like he was definitely i remember like when it was announced that he was going to be venom people are like he's not going to be a good venom and then i saw it and i was like no he, he does. He does really good. He plays. He plays yeah. an idiot dumbass really well. And like in a sense, he's even in. In a sense, he's not Venom. Like Venom is CGI. Venom is yeah. a voice actor somewhere. Like Tom Hardy is just like a really good sort of like suffering man who is just kind of dealing with the symbiote thing. So uh, I think he does. I think he does great. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, all in all, uh, a fun movie. Yeah. What would you rather have spent? Uh, let's see. Tickets for IMAX is like 15 bucks. So yeah. I would have rather spent $15. Um, how much are like tickets to, like an amusement park? You know? Because I feel like that's kind of like the same kind of fun, but like I'd get a little bit more like exercise and some sun on me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree. I think like a $15 sort of like just entrance fee into like a more sort of exercise and more sort of you know like more like or like more like oh i'm also big and fun big dumb fun but like i'm getting like yeah i'm getting some like productivity uh dopamine added (laughs) in there as well yeah um i guess what i'm glad i didn't spend the 15 dollars on um uh avengers avengers 2 again um i I was at 7-eleven run Seven <laughs> eleven, because this was this was this was like more of the same sort of like satisfaction, but with less of the like, whoa, <laughs> why? I'm glad I didn't spend the fifteen dollars on bulk frozen tater tots. <laughs> That's one thing that I'm really happy that isn't in my life, uh, and Venom is. Uh, yeah, I just still, I still just keep thinking back to like, I don't believe. I mean, I would believe that a journalist like him lives in a shitty apartment and subsists off tater tots, 
I would not believe that he just like, oh, I got fired from my fake journalism, my, my real journalism job. Yeah. And now I just don't have any other options. Yeah. What do I do? Because it's like, yeah, Elon Musk can get you blacklisted from like every like legit job. But like, what is he, he can't get you banned off Twitter unless you <laughs> unless you changed your name. To, that's what happened is he changed his name to Italian Elon Musk and got banned. <laughs> that's why he can't run a Patreon successfully. Yeah. He said the word turf once and, <laughs> and Elon Musk was not having it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, yeah, just watch, watch it if you want to. Yeah, go see it if you like uh, big film movies, and hopefully we will have next film critters, next film full critters. episode out soon. Soon. This, um, this month. I don't see why not. Yeah. Just, I'll just, uh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, we got, we just got time. We're like halfway, we're like not even halfway through the month yet. Yeah, we're not. Alright. Alright. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like us, subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah. SoundCloud. Uh, l- more things coming soon. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter, Very Cute Dog and Fussy Baby Bitch. <laughs> God, every time I have to say it. Someday I'm going to have to get a real Twitter. <laughs> Same here, yeah. yeah. I, 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 haven't, I haven't been a very cute dog in anything other than name for like at least five years. <laughs> hey, you know what? If the brand works. Yeah, it's branding. The brand works you. It's, you know? <laughs> Tea. It's tea. tea. Hey, and that's the tea. (laughs) And that is the Tuesday tea, even though we're recording this on a Saturday. They don't have to know that. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks.